Welcome to the Point After Show with Kyle Maurer, Marshall Heslaw, and Ian DeWitt. This is the show where the guys attempt to pick the winners of the weekly NFL games along with some healthy debate about current topics. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Merry friggin' Christmas, guys. And a happy new year. Merry Chrysler. <laughs> yeah. How was your Christmas, by the way, Ian? It was good. Really, we've been in here for like 30 minutes. I haven't asked you. We... Stay home for the most part. Yeah, I'm trying to talk. I'm sorry. I'm just so excited. I'm full of festive cheer. I know. You guys like to always cut me off. I always get cut off. I'm the one that gets hurt. (laughs) Everybody thinks that that's... Well, I don't know if Marshall thinks I don't think it. I I cut everybody off. I think I get cut off, too. (laughs) My Christmas gift to you is I'm not cutting you off the rest of the episode tonight. It's a good Christmas gift. That'd be one of my top three. (laughs) <laughs> Let's talk about our top three things we got for Christmas, guys. <laughs> top three things you got and the one thing that you gave that you really like. I can't say my given because the person who listens to the show is going to be getting that gift tomorrow. Oh, oh like my a gift for God. Jamie. If I had to guess. So that's the one I'm most proud of, so I can't say that one. Can't you just say don't listen to the pod? No, no, he's going <laughs> to listen to the pod tonight or maybe even tomorrow morning before I see him. Holy moly, what a fan. What a listener. You're awesome, Jamie. Thanks. Jamie, you don't know me, you don't care about me, It's a vintage, but you listen to this show. Is it like a vintage? Uh, we'll point, just let it. Point after. No, nothing to do with the point after. Um <laughs> That's three things. I'm actually just going to give you one, and it's kind of a poetic thing. So I actually, I'm not a gamer by any means. I sold my Nintendo Switch to buy for money for part of my down payment on my house back in the day, and I was pretty bummed to get rid of it, but I sold I didn't it. Know you had one? Yeah, I sold it. Had and I put a lot of hours into Animal Crossing. Oh, the COVID time. The COVID animal- times. COVID wow. times. You never know. Um, wow. Sold it. Tommy and Jamie got me one for Christmas. It's oh, kind of like go. a, I didn't ask for it. It's kind of like a poetic, like, huh, full circle how things are. So that was something I was really excited to get. I got, that's just a good segue into one of the things. I got Claire got me one of these old, like, retro, like, gaming things. Mm. So it has, like, it's like 8,000 games. That's amazing. But it's, like, oh. all retro games. Yes. It's got, like, Game Boy games <laughs> on there, I've seen though. these. So it's got, like... Is it called Roadmaster? I don't know if it's Roadmaster. I'd have to look at what the actual brand was. But it's got, like, Pokemon on there. Are it's you got, loving it or what? I So I looked at it, and I was like, oh, what's on here? Bring and it like, in here next week, okay? Some of the games on there, I was like, mm. man, like... <laughs> Absolute class. It's got like old school Doom. Oh, jeez! I was in my really, language right now. I was yeah. really hoping it had GoldenEye. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it yeah. did not. Yeah, yeah. Dang. But it had some other good ones. But that was what Claire got me, and then Father Brian actually got me the limited edition book of The Hobbit. Whoa, Father Brian, step it up! Nice. And I had been like getting Let's ready go. to step it, it up. Yeah, because I'd been talking about it, and he didn't. He just went and got it. And I was like, oh, my God. Favorite thing you gave? I gave Claire, like, a whole new, like, cooking set thing. And she, like, that's, like, one of the, like, her love language is food. So she loves, she spends most of her time. I didn't know that was one of them. I I knew as soon as I started saying this. You sexist pig. No, she loves to cook, though. And we had, when we first got married, we had, like, a whole bunch. We we put, like, some cooking stuff on, like, the registry and we got it. But it's, like, it was pretty not good. It was like pretty janky. Yeah. Literally, like pieces were falling off. 
like some of like the measuring cups were literally falling apart. So, so you I hooked got her, her up, like, huh? I hooked her up with like some Nicely pretty done. expensive okay. ones. Let's go, Kyle. Uh, good job. Um, let's see. Uh, for for Ash and I, we decided to set some parameters this year for our for our gift giving. We talk about it every year, but this is the first time that we ever did. We ended up. Um, I wanted to set some parameters to give us some guidance because we've been married a long time now. This this July will be fifteen years, and uh, so I, <laughs> I need something to give help stimulate some creativity. Uh, and also with all these kids, Christmas is more expensive than it used to be and stimulating. Yeah, I needed uh, I needed something, so I invented like some little like uh, rhyming ideas to give us a little guide. <laughs> so. I, I, that I, is so you. So <laughs> Kyle. That is so you. So Kyle. I would have been infuriated if I got that. I would have been like, no, just give me a bullet point list of what, what you want. No, no. I get, so I made these little like uh, graphics and we picked one that we like. And so it was a, it was four things. So um, one that is, uh, uh, now I can't even remember what it is. Um, something to get you through the day. Uh, something to help you with your trade. One for us to get away, and one my loving hands have made. So, four gifts in those four categories uh, between us, and uh, and then we had, so probably the the best one is the one we just ended up deciding to do together because we discovered a bunch of Delta credit that I didn't know about. It was in my account that expires this month, so we frantically looked for an excuse to use it and said, "Okay, well, let's book a trip." We picked a New York City first time going there for for our fifteenth anniversary. So I'm very excited about that. That's a gift that we just basically gave to ourselves. So that's probably the top. Super excited. Hoping to see some shows on Broadway. Um, Ashley and the kids got me a big, like, saw table. It's very nice. Ooh. Collapsible thing. And uh, Ash got me a few other very sweet things. A nice book that's like a scratch-off date ideas. Silly things. <laughs> seem up, like, again, seem like a new couple type alley. of thing. But, like, it's, it's very me. I love that, that stuff. so expensive. You know what nobody got here? Allegedly $15 million, which is what Ben Johnson is apparently. Let's move on to our mailbag, guys. Dan Brooks writes in, does somebody actually pay Ben Johnson $15 million a year to be so their coach next wasn't year? Wasn't this yeah. basically confirmed not true? Correct, but you mentioned via text, like, oh, this sounds like something the oh, Lions yeah. would put up there. It sounds like something they would do to try to stave people off from taking him. Correct. Do you think Do you think somebody would go do this? That's do you savage. think the Chargers would? $15 million. So there is, like, a thing in the NFL for, like, the hot coordinator. Like, the hot young yeah, coordinator to take. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be the next McFlore? Who's going to be the next McDaniel? Legitimately, they're always looking for the next guy. Sure. And so Ben Johnson, I mean, he's running one of the most successful. What if he's the next Mike McDaniel? Right. It, that's a question people are going to have to ask. But I don't even think Sean McVay got that kind of money up front. Uh, no. I mean, that that's Belichick money right there. And, like, you know, two days ago, Jameer Gibbs makes this great juke move and it's credited to Ben Johnson's offense. Like, I know that he's important and all. Right. They want to keep I him. Know. He's also benefited by a lot of great players that that offense is stacked. They're developing right, right now, now, which is partly due the, to him. The funny yeah, thing about do you coaches, think he'll get fifteen mil? Just say that right off the beginning. I think it's within the realm of possibilities because the funny thing about coaches, it it, it, might, it might be a it's a stretch. Fifteen mil is a stretch, but the thing that coaches don't count towards the salary cap. Yeah, there's no not towards the cap. There's not totally. There's not really a limit other than what owners are willing to pay. 
And there are some ownership groups. I'm looking at like commanders and Broncos and, you know, some others that are like mountain of money, like far more resources to spend. And a lot of stupid money compared to stupid money compared to a lot of the old family owners uh, in these in these. And so they've got actually the ability and especially for the new ownership groups, the er, the aggressive incentive to spend that and be aggressive and so like let's go get Sean Payton and pay uh, like for whatever the the prestige the big expensive uh coach I could see somebody like the commanders making a big swing trying to get a Belichick trying to get a Ben Johnson and paying a premium trying to get a Harbaugh you know the making some big swings in this offseason because they've got a mountain of money to work with I would say I'd say no he's not going to get that Coaches also, like, haven't experienced the same, I think, uh, continued inflation effect yeah. that the players have. Agreed. Like, the the yeah. going rate for players has gone been rising fast at an alarming rate. But coaches, I think, there are fewer coaching positions for sure, and they are entrenched for a much longer tenure than the average player. And I think a lot of coaches from the college game are going to start moving up to the NFL game if they can because they don't want to deal with all this NIL crap that they have to right now. I mean, the Jim Harbaugh is already rumored to be. He's got a rumored $125 million 10-year contract from Michigan, but he just can't go to the NFL this season. That's the rumored. Just this, se- just this upcoming. That's right. That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. It's like a comical thing. But uh, while we're talking about the Lions, Elliot Aceteo writes in, Pistons can go 2-80 and 80 and the Lions win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Are you with me? The last time the Lions went 0-16, the Red Wings won the Stanley Cup. Holy have, moly. So I would love this, obviously, because I, I don't care about the Pistons at all. I'm not like a big NBA guy. They just set the record today, did they not? Uh, I thought they... Or was it yesterday? Not today. I thought it was yesterday. The last yesterday. game they played. Yeah. But there's now like... I. The only reason I now know a little bit about what's going on with the Pistons is because it's the Lions are now being linked to them. Like, oh, ha, ha. But <laughs> all the good once, juju in Detroit has gone to one team. I keep seeing these things that pop up that there are teams that are like, oh my God, we're playing the Pistons and we can't, we cannot lose. Yeah, we can't. Lose. They don't want the streak to end. Well, and like, on top these of other that, teams are like, it on can't top be of us. that, like you can't be the team to lose to this shit. <laughs> like, because uh, what was it? Um, who did they just play last night? It was like 118 to 116. Well, a they, couple nights ago, they, they played the won. Utah Jazz when they had no starters. S- like six of their top six, six players were out. Oh my and, they and they still lost. lost. And they lost. This is, it's so bad right, right now. The longest Would you sacrifice? Let, let me put it like this, okay? Would you sacrifice three of your teams to not just be bad, to be the worst for five years in a row for one of your teams to win the championship of whatever it is? If it was the Lions, I think most people yeah, yeah, in Detroit yeah. would say that's yes. a no-brainer. I think it's Lions. a I think it's because a no-brainer in general. Like I would do that for Notre Dame football. Like it wouldn't even be. Cl- I would sacrifice. I'd sacrifice me never picking a game correctly in our pick'em. I would sacrifice everything for that to happen. I'm sure you're the same way with Lions football. Oh, 100. That's like why I am beating the time, him in the pick'em. That's why most of the time. I could care less if I win in the pickums. Even in oh. fantasy, I'm like, ah, eh, the Lions won. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> but when the Lions lose and your team loses, and like, it's a Fuck. tough weekend. <laughs> it is rough. Uh, Tim DeWitt actually wrote in talking about Harbaugh. He gave us four choices, and I'm going to add a fifth one on there. Which spot does Jim Harbaugh end up? Vegas what? Raiders, Carolina Panthers, L.A. Chargers, 
He has just blanket New York. So I'm assuming that's the Giants. Jets won't fire uh, Salah, and he's confirmed to come back. Or Michigan. What do you guys pick? Did you say the Commanders? Or, I'm sorry, the Chargers. I didn't have Commanders on there. This is assuming, Jim, if Jim came to the NFL, came back, what team, and it, it doesn't even have to necessarily be any of these teams, what team would you see him going on? I could see the Chargers is the most appealing, and he's get, he would have Justin Herbert. He would have mm-hmm. a a great quarterback right there. I got one that's not on here, the Bears. Yeah, yeah, and we've talked about him going to the Bears, but the Bears are kind of doing this thing right now where they're being just good enough. But they have the number one overall pick from the Panthers, right? Yeah, like they're. I heard a just a rumored trade of like you know the Reddit boards and whatnot talking oh, yeah, about, yeah. and I love it by the way. Trade Justin Fields for the number one overall pick. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Justin Herbert for the number one overall pick. Mm. Oh, I don't And then they get rid of Justin Fields. Then they draft whoever the heck, an offensive lineman with their eighth pick, and Justin Herbert is the best quarterback the Bears have had in their franchise before he's ever thrown a pass. Would you keep Eberflus? (laughs) God, no. The whole place has to go. I'd get rid of the whole. How long has he been there? He obviously he was the one who replaced Nagy. Yeah, I can't really. I want to say this is two seasons. Maybe I was gonna say I don't think he's I could been never there trust yet. a person with maybe that name. Maybe like three. he, he'll never ever win anything ever with Eberflus. <laughs> Just you can't. I can't put that on a that trophy. Eberflus. <laughs> so I, I'm picking uh, Bears. I think that's the logical Luz, sense for him. I mean, Eberflus. that's where he played too. <laughs> maybe I guess. Yeah, hometown welcome, but I could see him leveraging. The Bears into maybe a Chargers deal or a Chargers into the Bears. Uh, he's a kind of guy that. Well, does let's that. take this one step further. Okay. Because uh, the lovely, the the beautiful and talented Claire Dewitt actually wrote in. What? She she asked a question. Claire. Hello, Claire. Hey, Claire. Another team that maybe she thinks could be in contention for Jim Harbaugh to come to. Do the Steelers oh. keep Tomlin? Yeah, they're gonna take him. Okay. They're gonna keep him. They're gonna. It's keep no him. brainer. They're gonna keep him. I love. No that disrespect she wrote it in. to Claire. That's a. Fun suggestion, but I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> no offense, because, but. But sometimes what you actually need, and this is kind of what happened with the Eagles with Andy Reid. You just kind of, and with Tampa Bay with Dungy. You need just like, oh, we're like in this funk. Like we're stuck. We need a refresh. And then they bring in different guys. And then obviously the Eagles struggled for a little bit before they got to. Doug Peterson and got their Super Bowl. And obviously Andy Reid isn't going to complain about where he ended up. For sure. But Bucks I think getting rid of Tomlin, though, is too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just much. an interesting thought because that conversation <laughs> has crept up because it's like, oh, yeah, he's going to get probably over 500 again. But it's like your team the last, like, five or so years has been kind of embarrassing. They're not like – their offense sucks. It hasn't been very good for a while. Speaking of Claire, she also wrote in, will Joe Buck have another tra- hair transplant? <laughs> uh, I, I actually, if you know about his hair transplant, it's really scary. You know, he yeah. almost lost his voice. Yeah, because it, of the... Uh, which we, is his livelihood. I know. We looked it up because she was she kept talking about that. Well, I told her that about that story, and she was like, what? And I was like, well, yeah, it was something about the anesthesia yeah. that they used gave his like vocal cords like temporary paralysis where he could That's crazy. Couldn't talk. Holy he mother. talks about it. Yeah, no, like I've a very heard it, uh, I've heard his interviews about it. It's fascinating. Mm. Um 
We're going to move on to just something totally different. Uh, we're going to talk a little MVP. We got a few questions out there that are talking MVP. And the first one we're going to go with is from Justin Matson. Justin Matson says, Lamar has been, and I'm going to rattle off kind of a few different hot takes throughout our conversation about MVP. So if you have a take about MVP, get ready for it, okay? Justin Matson, Lamar Jackson has benefited from a stout defense in primetime games. The narrative will change about his MVP case this after this weekend. Quicker than the flavor of fruit stripe gum. <laughs> Good it. season, not MVP. CMC and Tyreek deserve some consideration, but no quarterback this year has stood out when it comes to a clear MVP winner. I've had Ryan Gates, our Packer aficionado, sorry, Kyle, has told me that he thinks Jordan Love could still have MVP for what he is doing with so little. Okay. I have Eric Giannunzio telling me, I don't get how the Ravens are so good. I'll admit because they beat San Francisco, they are legit, but Lamar Jackson was awful from the pocket and wildly inaccurate. I still would never call him a run-first quarterback, but he misses easy throws. Ultimately, someone will keep him in the pocket in the playoffs. The defense is oddly good. Good job, Chicago Bears, on letting Roquan Smith go for nothing. There's a lot of MVP talk. Tommy, my brother Tommy Hessel even mentioned, should they make a quarterback in a non-quarterback award? Look back at 2014, Aaron Rodgers won MVP. Did he have a good year? Absolutely. Did J.J. Watt? Yes. He was all pro at defensive tackle and defensive end that year with record numbers. There is an Offensive Player of the Year award that literally just goes to the person yeah. who isn't the quarterback. The quarterback. Right. That's why um, I was going to say. But, like, like it, it isn't they, held to this. They don't have debates in national television about the Offensive Player of the Year award going to Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Right. They or just Cooper don't. Cup. Correct. Yeah. So what's your guys' take on those thoughts about MVP? So, I mean, obviously the, the obviously the conversation here is because the MVP for a long time has been quarterback-specific. This is the first year I would agree that I with Justin Matson that I don't think any quarterback has stood above and like above anyone else. Lamar is definitely if you're gonna pick a quarterback, Lamar's the one that's gonna win it. So can if I? You're gonna pick one. Can I share with you about Lamar? I'm an, a Lamar apologist. Like I stand up for him and everything. Go for it. 2019, he was MVP. That was the year that was he like broke everything. His stats 30, were better in 2019. 36 passing touchdowns, 1,200 yards rushing, and six interceptions. This year he has only 19 compared to 36 passing touchdowns, 700 compared to 1,200, and seven interceptions compared to six. I know those are three counting stats, but. Is the 19 including rushing? Just passing. Just passing. Just passing touchdowns, 19 so far this year. So if we're looking at just blanket stats, I know he's got two weeks, but really in that season he had one, one more week. (laughs) Yeah. So he only did this with 17 weeks compared to 18. Right. Yeah. So there is a case to be said for this not being a quarterback trophy this year. But if you look at Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey has two games left. He's got 19 yards, 1,900 yards rushing. Four running backs were MVPs since 2005. Sean Alexander, LT, and Adrian Peterson. That's Sean, right. Sean Alexander had 28 touchdowns and 1,900 yards rushing. LT had 2,331. Holy crap. God, AP LT's. had 2,300, broke the record, or uh, was close to breaking the record, and 13 touchdowns. <laughs> and 
Christian McCaffrey right now has 1,921 touchdowns. I think so. There's a very big gap between those. Right. Right. I still think no Christian McCaffrey does more for any other team. So I I just like I don't know. They're they're talking about like Jordan Love versus Brock Purdy here, right? I bet Brock oh, that's Purdy. An, uh, let's get to that for a second. We'll go back to MVP because this one might be a little shorter. So Ryan Gates writes in, "Who would you prefer starting your team with, Jordan Love or Brock Purdy?" My vote is Jordan Love because he does more with less. I, I would right. actually, I would disagree because I've watched enough of Jordan Love and enough of Brock <coughs> Purdy because Green Bay we tend to see a lot of their games. And so then, what have you gotten off of seeing them from, more? From the eye test, Jordan Love sometimes is, can throw some really bad throws. I, I've seen Brock Purdy throw some, like, lasers, like spot in on I could the say money. the same, though. I mean, that, that doesn't really. I know, but that's just like eye test. Oh, okay. Right, just like the eye test, when I watch them, I feel like Brock Purdy does throws a better ball than, than Jordan Love. Uh, you are the, I, I don't know if you can answer this question. Because it's like impossible to know. Whoa, let's put Jordan Love in that offense over and here. Flip him. And what, would it be yeah. the same if you flipped him? I no, I have no idea. Because it's not that way, right? And Kyle, you're the Packer up. fan. Give us your take. I don't know. I, I see more flashes that interest me from Jordan Love, and I do get the argument he's doing more with less. Like the Packers have been hmm, basically a competent offense with being the youngest offense in the NFL, like looking just mistakes everywhere. Just everybody sure. is just rookies or a sophomore at best. And the Niners are a pro bowl team. You've masquerading as a regular season. They're the team. Yak team. They're, they're masquerading as a regular season, but they're actually a pro bowl team. Like that <laughs> roster is unfair <laughs> to the NFL. <laughs> and when they lose a game, it's stupid and they should be slapped uh, because of how good their roster is. So everybody on the Niners should be performing at their peak because everybody's incredible on here's, that friggin' team. Here's what it's I ridiculous. W- here's what I will say. Any about- Niner getting MVP. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. Here's what I will say about like Purdy and the Niners just in general is that the nine. I always thought Jimmy G was like, oh, why are you guys getting rid of Jimmy G? You guys perform well with Jimmy G. He's like never like a reason most of the time, most of the time, the reason that you're losing a game. He does exactly what you want to do. He knew how to run the Shanahan offense. I think the same is true for Brock Purdy. And it explains to me, oh, this is why you didn't sign Jimmy G, because you have the much cheaper Jimmy G at home in Brock Purdy. Much, much, much cheaper. Much cheaper that you can keep for a longer time. That's why you also just got rid of Trey Lance, because now you don't have to worry about paying him. Right. And you can just ride with Brock Purdy because he's doing exactly what you need him to do. However, that game against the Ravens and I is showing people Brock Purdy does not elevate the team. He is not a reason the team is going to be in the Super Bowl. There were a few games this year, though, where we talked. About, I know for sure I have said Purdy was throwing people open during games. Like, that, that, so he has so that's he has saying. that ability. Like, he has those moments, but I think he's still young enough. Yeah, where this he's is not how being... his conversations are always going for sure. Like we can't argue that he never has excellent performance. Like he's definitely exceeding the low expectations he entered the league with, and should be applauded. And his numbers are pretty staggering. 
Yeah. But being I, Mr. Like, the, point that, the point that I can't emphasize enough is the star power that I have. It, it's just unparalleled. He is surrounded by stars, the likes of which I have not seen on an NFL roster in many years. That offensive team is incredible. The whole roster, the defense is keeping them, uh, it's keep, it's limiting the other opponents. Lots of takeaways, formidable pass rush. It's extremely strong. This offense Chase is Young and Bosa, scary. Just, those are like, the list of stars on this team is just absolutely insane. And when you have that many people, the the success kind of like amplifies everyone else's success. Yeah. There's nobody on the team you can double team. You can't double team. You can't do the Belichick thing and tear, take away the top player. Here's, you can't do that with the Niners. Here's what we know is going to happen for the MVP, though, since this is a whole conversation, is it's going to be between three people, Lamar, Christian McCaffrey, and Tyreek Hill. And honestly... Slash Tua. I think two is out. I don't think right now. On, I would say Tyreek has a better shot. But right now in Vegas, he's third. Like it, it goes: Lamar, Christian McCaffrey, Tua, Brock Purdy, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Jared Goff. There we go, Goff. Get in there. It's very <laughs> winnable. <laughs> right at it's head. totally winnable in these last couple. Weeks. Can Dak, I say one more Dak thing? Is Purdy thing the best before Dak is okay. One more Purdy thing. I just need to throw this out there. It's a stat. We, I've been waiting two weeks to to tell you guys. Do you guys know that right now he's making $870,000 as a quarterback? Mm-hmm. Okay. The backup quarterback, Arch Manning, at Texas right now is making $3.2 million through NIL. I just needed to throw that out there. I'm sorry. Go the ahead. Fact Back that, to uh, move yeah. to the MVP. Right. Who is know. your pick? Pick. Yeah, let's end this conversation because we could go on this for all day. Who are you picking for MVP? Tua. I think Tua is going to win against the Bills. I think Tua is going to win this week against the Ravens. Wow. Even though I picked the Ravens at our pick. (laughs) (laughs) And I think he's – sadly, what this award has become in the last few years is how did the last three weeks go, and it swings a lot. Kyle, who are you picking? Season ended today? No, end of the year. End of the season. Oh, my prediction? Yeah. Who do you think? Based on what we know now. Like, 100%, I will grant that that it is a close race. That It is a very close race. It, I think it could be Dak, who's had the best season of his career, I think. It's spicy. Like, it's spicy. If, the, if the Cowboys go in and crush the Lions this week, uh, if the Cowboys win out and are in contention for the second seed for the... Sure. Play, like, he absolutely uh, could... Like, he's had a monster year. The best of his career. After a struggling last year, like who's your pick? He's leading the league in touchdowns, thirty plus. So, um, uh, I still think it's Lamar's to lose. Okay, okay, Ian, and I'd like to see that. I, I will say, oh, oh my, my pick gosh. would be mine would be Christian McCaffrey, but an interesting one that has been overlooked because they started three and six. Matt Stafford has mm. been absolutely is injured for insane. too long. The last like You're six right. weeks, though, his he's they're a scary team. They are very scary right they now. They are. You scary. must be shaken because oh, the playoffs no, started oh, today, man. buddy. Yeah, let's go. Let's. Whew, let's next question. Next that. question comes up. We need to talk about Russell Wilson. We, Russell Wilson has been benched, buddy. <laughs> let's go. I didn't even get to throw Wait. fire at G for his Lamar take. Well, he are wanted, we just going to not acknowledge it because it's so insane? What? 
You do that. Jeez, yeah, take. Go ahead. Get your. I'll give you thirty-five seconds. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Are you going to? What, are you, what are you going to do, Marshall? What are you going to do? Are you going to take G's side here again? Like, uh, I don't. I think you wanted to talk to G. So go ahead. I'm, uh, right now we're five seconds into your thirty-five. Go ahead. I don't know if I want to talk to G. G is trying to start something here. G is being a little instigator. He's like one of my kids trying to push buttons here. <laughs> like he knows what will be get under my skin. Knows what will be the most annoying. Like just jump up and like spit in my ear or something. Okay, G. This is just like this is a bizarre take. A truly biz- one of the strangest. Tomlin getting fired is a is a more likely. Uh, like a take I can get behind more easily, and I you're you're not helpful, Marshall. You're not helpful in and this conversation. Time. I'm I'm mad. You're making me mad. You're frustrating me in, in this moment. I'm frustrated. What are you so mad about? Let's move on. I don't want to talk you're, about this. You're mad. You're, no, you I'm mad with you. I'm mad it. with you. I'm mad at you. I, we gotta move on. No, I'm not gonna move on. You have irritated me. What did I do? One. It's it's. Let's move on. Guys, move on want, to the next topic. Do you want some raisinets to call more? Nerves. It's empty. Let's move on. It's not funny. Let's move on. All right. Russell Wilson. What were we talking about? Because he got benched for the last two weeks, right? So we have um there who's who's the Broncos backup quarterback? God, Stidham? who knows? Uh, it was once upon a Statham? time. Jason Statham? Jason Statham. I don't know. Well, Russell Wilson's been benched. Uh it's likely he's gonna be get cut in March. There was a big uh, decision and conversation with them about wanting to remove his injury clause on his contract that would save them probably $50 million, uh, the Broncos. And he said no. And they said, well, then we're going to put you on the inactive list. And there was a big argument about it. That was the two days after he beat the Chiefs, throwing three touchdowns. So with that going on, Eric Giannunzio writes, assuming Russell Wilson will be in the Hall of Fame, which one of these four Hall of Fame quarterbacks is least deserving? Russell Wilson, Eli Manning, Kurt Warner, or Joe Namath? Okay, Kurt Warner should already be in. Is he, isn't he? He's saying all three, assume all four are in. Who's the least deserving to be in there? I don't know enough about Joe Namath. I'm not going to lie. I'm not. What about you, Kyle? You're older. That's Jets, isn't it? <laughs> now I'm just trying to piss Kyle off isn't, because he wouldn't is Joe talk. Namath late, Jets? Late. Jets. Yeah. I don't know enough about Joe Namath to say anything. Russell Wilson would be the least deserving out of that list. I'm picking Kurt Warner. I don't think he had a long enough career to be an NFL Hall of Famer. But what? <laughs> what are you talking about? He had a long career. I thought he played like seven or eight years in CFL. I don't know if it was seven no. or eight years. In CFL, we gotta maybe go watch, I'm off. We gotta maybe go I'm watch off. the movie. Oh, God, Zach, Zach Levi. <laughs> Gosh, I got the guy from Scrubs out here. Kurt Warner led one of the most prolific offenses in NFL history. You can't when you. Oh, talk, is it the whole you tell you, the story of NFL? Of, you, you do it. You that's what you say. You say you can't tell the NFL like without Eli Manning, oh, right? You can't amen. talk about the NFL. Tom Brady, greatest Eli show Manning. on turf. And you can't talk about Kurt like you can't talk about it without. Would you say Russ's? Like Russ. Russ, I, I Russ has one of the worst throws in NFL history. However, the Seattle Seahawks was never Russ. It was always Lynch and the Legion of Boom. Mm-hmm. He was never the premier guy that you were talking about. Now, granted, I think he had some good years there, 
And but I think he are not and I think especially now everyone's starting to realize he benefited as a fan of the Packers who were knocked out of the playoffs a number of times by that strong Seahawks team. I could tell you like it was terrifying having to go up against them and it was Was it against them or Russ? It was crushing to it was Russ in the end who killed him. In the NFC Championship, like, we were punching our ticket. We were already planning our snacks for our Super Bowl party when the Packers are going to go in. And then it's Russ who leads this dramatic against the odds miracle comeback against the Packers yeah. in that NFC Championship game. That was an epic game. It was crushing for us as Packers fans. Our whole family rallied around the team, chest bumping, like, we're going to the Super Bowl. And I even <laughs> said, like, it's okay, you guys. The CX would need... Four miracles in a row to win this. They got it. They got the touchdown. They got the two-point conversion. They got the onside kick. They got the touchdown. And then they got the coin toss. And then they got the deep touchdown thrown by Russell Wilson Mm. to punch their ticket to the Super Bowl. Crushing. Interestingly enough, though, they, like, Russell Wilson also is a part of, in Super Bowl, one of the most, like, game-losing Moves like he threw that interception at the end by Malcolm Butler. Now, granted, he is not blamed for that. I think a lot of that goes on Pete Carroll because you should have ran it right. Mm. But I mean, he threw the pick right, and so that's how that game is often remembered is that one play. Right. We have a few takes and questions from Rick Baxter, but first, our last question comes from Jamie Heslaw, our Chiefs correspondent. Do you think the Chiefs have earned the "they'll figure it out"? sort of identity, given that they are winning games still? Or should there be a panic button since Mahomes has still not won a road playoff game? Um, They haven't earned the they'll figure it out because they haven't figured it out. They just lost to a team that didn't throw a complete Think about big picture, though. Maybe next year, but by playoffs, no way. I think that offense is broken this year, and that's going to take a whole reset. A great stat you were going to say. I'm sorry I cut you off. I didn't give you a good Christmas So you present. can't say they're going to figure it out this year when your team loses to the Raiders who didn't complete a pass in the second quarter, the in third the third quarter. quarter, or the fourth quarter. Unbelievable. Not a single it's pass a was completed. And Mahomes was just as faulty for those turnovers as everyone else on that team has been all year. Two this is touch- the same Raiders I, team that just put up a bajillion points on the Chargers I, and he threw five touchdowns? I shit you not. I shit you not. I went to the bathroom and came back, and they were down two touchdowns. And I'm like, <laughs> what happened in the span of three minutes? Two defensive scores. Right. <laughs> by the Raiders. One of them was a pick and a fumble. It was just embarrassing. That that. Team is broken. I don't care. They'll they'll get into the playoffs. They're out the first round. I think they're out. Mm, I like to hear that. It is. I tough. mean, it's a spicy take. By the way, G has mentioned as one defense is he will give you. Spicy when they just lost to the Raiders, though. No, I'm saying to say that the Chiefs would go out in the first round. If you told me that five, six, seven oh, weeks yeah, ago, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't believe that. But one thing I do want you to know, Kyle, when I do talk to G, he tells me, you know, you do ask for a hot take. You don't ask for a cold take. This isn't Skip Bayless where I'm going to tell you the thing everyone else knows. I'm going to throw something spicy. So take some of the things that he and I say with a little grain of salt. Okay? Whatever. You're such a bad sport. It's so <laughs> fucking annoying. Oh. You can talk about Rick Baxter. Go ahead. All right, Rick. Kyle. All right, thank you, Rick, for writing in some really nice, get him in a better mood. really nice questions. 
What did Miami prove with their win against Dallas? That they're better than Dallas. Are they? They can kick field goals better. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Miami proved anything other than Dallas continuing to prove everyone right about them. Dallas, December. The Cowboys. They're in Close game. December shape. 20 to 22. I don't feel like this is a game that was like lopsided or anything like that. I don't feel neither team came out and dominated the other. I, f- I feel like Dallas has a very good defense that if their defense ever struggles, their offense isn't consistent enough to be able to keep up. I think that was on display in the last couple weeks. But when their defense is like hammering it home, their offense can cut loose. Because their running game, as someone who has Pollard on my fantasy team, yeah, you bring this. Yeah, up did you watch that dra- that their run that he had game? on the two yard line? No, that is their year in a nutshell. He had like you go to the pylon, it's a touchdown. He tries to run through and gets stopped on the one. It is yeah. his year in a nutshell. So their running game sucks, and if you can't run the ball, especially it's like notorious at the mm-hmm. end of the season if you can't run, you're gonna have a harder time winning. And I think that's proving true. It's and still a formidable offense. Dak is having a career year, 30 touchdowns. C.D. Lamb, C.D. Lamb leads the league in passing and receiving yards. Not Tyreek Hill, not A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb leads the league. But you become one-dimensional as a team when all you really know how to do is throw the ball. And so that means they really don't need to, like, stack the box against Tony Pollard all that often. They don't need to worry about the run. Mm. Versus Miami, they got to worry about everything. Right, they know they got running backs that can run. They know they got Tyree Kill. He wasn't even out there, but they got Jalen Waddle out there. They know they have speedsters. They have to worry about when they're going to have the Lions come into town. They're going to not only worry about the running game, which Dallas's defense against the run sucks. So they're going to have to contend against the two, probably the two best, like running backs, like tandem, I should say, in the league. And then they have Amon St. Brown and. The other guys that they're going to have to Laporta mm-hmm. that they're going to have to worry about. I just think you become very one dimensional when all you can do is throw. You're right, Dak is having a career year, but that can not in only, December. But that can only get you so far. And I still think Dallas. They're seven and zero at home. They they could easily beat the Lions. I I totally see that as a reasonable thing for them to do because the Lions' defense is like Swiss cheese half the time. Mm. But. I just think what Miami proved is that Dallas is probably not Super Bowl worthy. If I had to say, I don't think Dallas is above and beyond on defense and on offense enough to play on a consistent basis. I can come I can meet you there for sure because Dallas has has uh put up so Dallas and Miami I find to be a very interesting comparison. Uh, across like the maybe the best equivalents of each other across the conferences because both of them have consistently um, destroyed their weaker opponents yeah. unequivocally. Uh, both of the, the Cowboys and the Dolphins are the AFC and NFC teams who have like completely laid waste to the weak opponents that they have had and then really struggled and rarely won against the good teams. Come close, competed. But the Dolphins and Cowboys do not have uh, much to show for their attempts against winning teams this season. It was the fraud bowl, as many people. Whoever it lost kind of, was going to be the and fraud. And then it was close, 20-22. to 22. Like yeah. It was kind of either team's game yeah. in the end. 
Rick writes in also, Kansas City lost against who? We approached that. We're going to skip his take on Flacco because I got a little word coming to the Browns later. Ravens, best team in the league? Yes. Yeah. Gosh, this changes so quick. Did Purdy just knock himself out of the MVP discussion? Yeah. Yep, talked about it. Could the Jags miss the playoffs after starting 8-3? and three? I think I think uh, Trevor Lawrence is injured. Like, I just yeah. – he does not look like himself. He hasn't the last, like, maybe four or five games. Like, I, I worry that something more is going on with I him. I looked this honest. up, and I don't think that they will miss the playoffs because they're 8-7 and seven right now. They really just need the one Colts more are eight and seven. The Texans are eight and seven. So all three of those are tied, but the Jags have all they have left to play is the Panthers and the Titans, two already eliminated uh, terrible weaker, teams. Weaker teams. Titans are a spoiler, though. Titans could play spoiler. So if the and Panthers almost beat the Packers, right? So they've got weak opponents up ahead. So do the Texans and Colts, but they play each other. So there's a, there's a chance, but the. Uh, Jags would have to lose one of these easy win games. They've done it in the past, but they would have to lose one of these games. It's theirs to lose. And it's two games. He also writes in, is it time for a coaching change in L.A.? Talked a little bit about that. Obviously, there is a coaching change. He got fired. I wonder if he knew that. Um, And then NFC North Lions. First First time time they've ever won a... Incredible. They, the last Stafford. time they won a division, they were in a division that doesn't exist anymore. This is the f- the funny thing is, is like for how good Stafford was, he never could do it. He could. They never won. They, they never made the playoffs with Stafford a handful yeah. of times, but they never won their division. Now, Actually, I was say, surprised. I didn't know that. This was like the prime year for them to do it because they don't have the Green Bay Packers are on a down year. They no longer Kirk have Cousins him. injured. Kirk Cousins got injured. I think if Kirk Cousins was playing, I think the Vikings would have been a much stiffer competition. The Vikings are about to play what the fifth quarterback of the year. Yeah, it is sad. Yeah, Hawkinson's <laughs> they, injured too. Yeah. Your boy. I haven't talked about Hawkinson. <laughs> They've lost Justin bad. Jefferson for what feels like half the season. Justin Jefferson was the only reason they almost won that game. By the way, yeah, yeah. that was. Third and 24, 25-yard pass. It, like, finally clicked for Mullins to just, like, I just got to throw it to him because he'll finish it. He'll do the rest, which is exactly what he did. Yeah. And then it, until he threw that god-awful duck. And then <laughs> Melifanwu! Yeah. Got it. Right. Loved That's... it. Yeah. Well, great mailbag questions from our listeners. Uh, let's move on to our weekly segment, guys. I'm going to start us off. Uh, I have a weekly award I give out. This weekly award is called the Replacements Award. On Thursday Night Football, the Browns will not be with their starting quarterback, backing backup quarterback, starting running back, starting right tackle, starting left tackle, backup right tackle, starting middle linebacker, backup middle linebacker, starting safety, backup safety, starting kicker, starting punter, starting kick return, and they play this Thursday. I think they're still going to beat the Jets. <laughs> Who is the Jets' starting quarterback right now? Uh, isn't it Simeon? Trevor Simeon? I think Zach right. Wilson is out I with a concussion is yeah. after his mom tweeted about him having concussion symptoms and hiding it. All year? The Flacco story. Last few weeks. <laughs> We've had some great backup stories. with the Is Flacco going to take the award from DeMar Hamlin for comeback player of the year? He, right now he's second place. That is insane. If he finishes out strong, Absolutely. That's not right. He is elite, though. Here's the thing, though. (laughs) I know. Here's the thing about DeMar Hamlin. 
it's a feel good story yep. that he's back out there, but he is not an integral part of that team. Well, yeah, I mean, he's played three plays and had two flags. So I just, <laughs> I don't know how. But he's I'm barely, not making fun. It's great that he's it's alive. A, it's a, it's, it's but great he that he's alive, yeah. but yeah. he's barely playing. Yeah, he's barely. He's not like a relevant person on their team. He wasn't really when it happened either. Mm. It's just like, it's oh, nice he's okay. alive. Yeah, this is great. I don't know if that's like. But NFL's all about the stories. I know, but like. This is a the, good story too, he, though. It is. But here's the problem with to the not sto- just be alive, but to make it back to the field. <laughs> but here's the problem big. with Demar Hamlin's story: is it happened like way at the beginning of the season, and no one cares anymore. No one cares. Short memories we have. <laughs> I know it's just a it's a cold right there. it's a cold hard truth. No one cares. It is pretty sad, but the, I mean, I, it, it's frustrating. I wish we could give out two awards. Like, I wish it was like a you're you, the best you get alive a, player. You get a comeback. <laughs> you you both get comeback exceptional comeback players. You get the Walter awards. Payton Man of the Year award for just being here. Something like that. But the Joe Flacco thing is just it's too Stunning. funny. He wasn't with a team it's, when the season started. It's playoff Joe Flacco happening in the regular season on the Browns. He has, I think, I <laughs> would love. To watch the Browns meet the Ravens in the playoffs and him beat them. How nuts would that be? Well, and I meanwhile, actually, in the NFC, we've got Stafford meeting the oh, Lions. I know. Oh, I heard uh, a crazy stat that he's like top five in Browns wins all time because <laughs> of the ta- amount of times he beat the Browns at the Browns. Wow. Like he has some of the most Browns win or most wins as a quarterback in Browns stadium. Right, right, right. So the Browns are just this weird team that won't die. And you got to give it to Stefanski over there for keeping that team humming. And they're, they're going Who to the Who would have thought they were a quarterback away? Who would have thought <laughs> that they'd get a, the guy off the couch? Halfway through the season, they get a guy off his couch to come in and Don't slay you. him. Slay He's him. the Keanu Reeves of <laughs> Cleveland. It doesn't make sense. It's very funny. But it's a, I love the stories that are like, that break Hut the rules. Come on now. Oh, you've brought these up before. Hut, hut. They're your favorite. Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> How about you give us something mildly interesting over there, Kyle? So the best that I wanted to... Or the moderately. Thing, the thing that I... Yeah, there's discussion amongst the fans. Is it moderately or mildly? You put mildly on the on the Fairly? Uh, dock. Yeah, Fairly somewhat. Uh, occasionally, or like maybe. kind of interesting. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the thing that I wanted to talk about, we're going to go... Wep versus WOM. That's W-E-P versus or W-O-M. That stands for worth every penny or waste of money. And we're talking 2023 offseason quarterback contracts. That's what this is what uh, was signed okay. this offseason. I've got 10, 10 quarterbacks who signed. A big contract. Are we deciding if they're worth this off season, or are you just telling us? I'm going to run through the top ten, and as a group, we're going to come to a consensus of which ones are wet and which are wom. Which ones are wetty and which ones are wommy? Which ones are wop wop? I mean, wet, uh, worth every penny or waste of money. All right, do it. These are in order. Let's go from least to least to most. Number ten. Actually, they're not sorted. I'll, I'll do it Just however. Just give us your 10. Aaron Rodgers, $75 million, two years, average of 37 and a half per year. This year, worth every penny. He got paid $2 million basically because he transferred all of his money to next year. Next year, waste of money. 
<laughs> so next year he's gonna be paid. He's transitioning. I don't feel like we came to a consensus on that. Do you think that contract was the signing Aaron for two years was a waste? Wom. Waste of money or worth it? I'm a wom. Waste of money. Okay. I'll say he's a waste of money. You say waste. You of mean money? wom? Yeah, wom. 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 He's a wombat. I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan. I'm a supporter of his. A long time, grateful fan for the many great years that he brought. It sounds like there's a butt coming. Team. I'm going to say waste of money. Ow. There it is. Let's go. He, We're in agreement. He, he barely played, so. Number nine, Jimmy Garoppolo. Ooh. 70, oh, same. Uh, actually, well, very similar. $72.5 million for three seasons, an average of 22.5 a year. Three seasons? Wom. Wom. Waste of money. Waste of money for the Raiders. So Good, for him, close. Yeah. Good for <laughs> him, Good for him, Great payday. All right, I'm with you. I think that's a waste of money for Jimmy okay. Garoppolo at this stage in his career. $22.5 million is it's kind of in the middle of like the contracts, but for Jimmy, for the Raiders? That's where you look at I don't think Raiders. it's money well spent. For sure. Fourth? Geno Smith. Three years, $75 million. That's 25 a year. He's 33. Is that a waste of money or worth every penny? I don't think it's... M- I don't. I don't think it's really either. But if I had to pick, I'd go worth every penny because I would say worth every penny because it's not a waste. I think what Seattle's probably going to want to do is use this offseason to maybe draft a rookie and put him behind Geno for next year. Oh yeah, and then probably go from there. See what happens. This is a three-year deal. So we're ending the first year. He's got two more on this contract at twenty-five. I thought his first year was last year. So he no. So, this is oh, no, so this, this is everything oh, yeah. was signed in the twenty twenty three. I would say worth every season. penny because they're going to probably draft a rookie in the next two years. Yeah. Okay. Next. Him. All right. I'm with you. I say Geno Smith worth every penny. That's a good deal for Web. the caliber of quarterback you're getting. Web. Web. Derek Carr, one fifty million, four seasons, thirty seven average per year. W O M. Wom. I'm going Wom. I'm going waste some money. Yeah. yeah That's a lot I've, of money for I've a team that has watched, no identity. I've only watched a few of their games, and every time I watch them, he has no synergy with what that team wants to Can do. Can I tell you what I really think of Derek Carr? Spicy. Ready? I think he's the white Jamarcus Russell. Wow. Just he can throw. Mm. Just uh, he has an arm. People yeah. love the deep throw. Yeah. I just think it's funny that there was games – where he would be coming off the field and Taysom Hill would be going on and people were cheering. He's clearly not wanted anymore in that team. I don't even know where he goes anymore. I think he might just be one of those quarterbacks where you're just like, you're done. Yeah. And I I never thought I feel similarly about like Jimmy G and Derek Carr. Like, the team nah, they'll spe- find their way as a backup somewhere. They'll somewhere. be fine, but the, the team backups, is spending just, a lot of money to bring in this veteran quarterback no. that's just like not. It's he'll be the Andy Dalton. This, they'll be the Andy is, Daltons. This is what yeah. I was just gonna say. I was yeah. like, they're the Andy Daltons, where they're they're starter worthy at one point, but then they fall off a lot quicker. But their price tag does not. Yeah, they'll get, <laughs> they'll get paid. They'll get paid out. Daniel Jones, one sixty million, four seasons, forty million a year. The, probably the biggest womb we've had. You agree? Really? You're not You're right away? You're I'm hesitant. hesitant because he got injured. I feel like he, he had, was awful before he got injured. I'm sorry, Christmas present. It ain't happening today. He got a, he had a good season last year. Though. He had a, he had he's had to his credit one good season in his career. <laughs> yeah. one. Before he got paid. One. 
He did get paid. Right, I'll go Wong because that kind of contract, he clearly probably didn't deserve that kind of money for how he played. To get twice what Gino got. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, Gino had a much better season than Daniel Jones last year. That's my contention. Yeah. And Daniel Jones gets twice the contract? Uh, like, I'm not there. He gets more years and more money? No. For sure. I'm not with it. I'm saying waste of money. Wom. Waste of money. Wom. Next one. We're we're pretty consistently on the same page here so far. Good. Jalen Hurts, two fifty five million, five years, fifty one per year. Jalen Hurts has been in the seat in the year. This is I think his fourth year. I guess I didn't realize. I think it's his fourth season in the NFL. He has had one fantastic season. And prior to that, he had a couple. Okay, maybe he's the guy seasons. Maybe. We're unsure. He's been okay so far. This year, he's been decent, but not last year's levels. $51 million a year. Locked in for five years. Waste of money or worth every penny? Ian? This is probably the hardest one. I'm going to say worth every penny right now. He's one where you can argue that contract a little bit easier. And so... I think you have seen his upswings. Yeah, I'll say Webb. So for me, a little fun stat about Jalen Hurts. He broke the rushing record uh, for touchdowns by a quarterback this season with 15. He has three of them from two yards, 10 of them, or one, I'm sorry, he has two of them from three yards, one touchdown from 10 yards away, one touchdown from 12 yards away, and 11 from one yard away. <laughs> the 11 is the... So the, if you just watch Jalen Hurts' touchdowns rushing from inside the goal line and go watch Cam Newton's rushing touchdowns, they're a little bit earned differently. Yeah. I think he's worth every penny because I don't know what the Eagles would have done, diff- what they would have done besides this. There was no other move then to pay him. Like Daniel Jones, I think you could almost say your team is low enough where you could reset the button and call it. But this is a team that has enough talent around him and has a scheme and and a defense and an offensive line that keeps coming back with players who could retire that you need to pay him. So I think he's worth every penny right now. I tend to think I I lean towards worth every penny. I think this is a tough one, honestly, just because... The hardest one you've given so far. It is a challenging one just because the sample size is pretty small. Like to him for him to get that big of a contract after really one great season... Just one, not sustained great seasons, not like some of the other guys we're going to talk about in a minute who have been pretty consistently awesome. Jalen Hurts had one great year. Can I ask you a question, Gal? Would you rather pay a young quarterback a lot of money before they're in their prime or wait until they're in their prime and try and pay them then? Because I think that's why the Eagles have this situation on their hands. You know, mm-hmm. Hurts came and started later. He's not in his prime yet. I don't think he is. Um, who's to say I would want to pay my player before he's in his prime and hold him. I got him for five years. I'm going to catch his prime some of it at least. Essentially yeah. on that argument, I'm in. I'm worth every penny. I think yeah. Jalen Hurts was worth paying. It's a staggering price tag. But it's the opposite of what the NFL does. Think of Lamar Jackson being franchise tagged. So many, so many quarterbacks have been franchise tagged. Right. Like Mahomes got his big contract. He got a 10-year. Nobody got a 10-year. But right as his prime, everyone was starting to see the prime. Like, Mm -hmm. really, the Eagles are doing differently because they're doing – I know it's five compared to 10, but they're doing it before the prime. You're saying he had one good season? 
I think his one good season and Geno and Daniel Jones are very different in totally. terms of the way that he's totally. a leader of their team. Yeah. Totally. And the way that their team is set up. So that's my take. Anything you want to add on there or move to the next? Move to the next. Move to the next. Worth every penny, Jalen Hurts. Number three, Lamar Jackson, two sixty million, five years, fifty two a year. Worth every penny. Yeah, it's worth every penny. Worth I don't even penny. want to talk about it. Worth every There's penny. There's nothing to talk about. Number two on the list. Jared Goff. Justin Herbert. Oh, Jared Goff has a guy. Two sixty two and a half, five years, fifty two and a half every year. So he's getting half a million a year Give us more your than take Lamar. First. For Justin Herbert. Give us your take first, Kyle. Justin Herbert is a good quarterback. He is. I would agree. He had an amazing he has had greatness since the beginning. His quarter his rookie season was one of the better quarterback rookie seasons that we've seen in our lifetime. It, like with record setting. So since his very first season, no exceptions, he's been great. And it is very reasonable to expect continued greatness. I think that he is rostered on a cursed franchise, and I think he's had questionable coaching over him. And I think that I'm not sure that he has played up to the same level of some of his previous seasons right now. But I tend to think he has a long career ahead of him. I think he's going to be, he might be very Stafford-like in his career trajectory. I think that the Chargers should be paying a Sounds great Sounds like you're going worth they, every penny. I'm going worth every penny for Justin mm-hmm. Herbert. I, I think the responsible thing for them to do when you get a guy of that caliber, don't let him leave. Yeah, he's the, he's their future. He's their franchise. He is their he is the like chess piece that's going to draw people in. It's like when you're talking about most like um, oh like appealing coaching opportunity, everyone's putting charges at the top because of Justin Herbert being there. I tend to so think that that's true. From the franchise perspective, you are glad you paid him that money because now you have him, and then the next coach can come in and maybe, better than Staley, utilize that team mm. in a much better way. I think you can build around that guy. I think you can. So You disagree. T- to me, I look at it and say, hmm, he has had three coaches in a five-year span. He will have had three coaches by next season, and, mm. and that's not a great thing to have. But he's also had great players around him. Eckler had an an all time running back season last year. He's got Keenan Allen. He's got Quentin Johnson. He's got Mike Williams. He he's got players. I mean, we looked at that offense going into the season and talked about how great that offense is. And you got a coach who's supposed to be a defensive minded coach, like. They, they got Mac, they got Bosa, they got players. Like, mm-hmm. I look at it and say, he will be forever linked with Tua Tungavailoa based on their draft. Mm-hmm. He will. It's not going to be him and Burrow. Like, I've, to my, in my opinion, he isn't Burrow mm-hmm. because I think that's our last one. Correct. Burrow is worth every penny. The Chargers have no choice, like you were saying, but to pay him. I agree with that. Do I think he's worth it? I don't think so. I don't think he, I think it was, if I had to lean, like this is almost like I'm 51-49 because I don't think it's a waste, but I definitely don't think he's worth every penny on there because I don't think he changes the team. He's not a quarterback that I look at and say, I'm worried down six and they have the ball. Like, I just don't. He He's 
four years into the league, Peyton Manning. Like I wasn't, nobody was afraid of him. And he had Reggie Wayne, Harvin Marison. We can't say his name. Dallas Clark, Edron Jane. Like he had all these great players. We weren't, we weren't worried about him until he went and did it multiple times against Brady. Mm-hmm. But Brady did it to him many, many, many times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so to me, I, I'm on the hill right now, and I stand on the hill that I think when it's all said and done, two is going to be better than this is uh, Justin Herbert. This and kind of a, for that reason, he's not worth every penny. This kind of brings up an interesting thing. I just saw uh, a clip of Bill Belichick, and they were asking him about Josh Allen, unlike his progression in the league, because Josh Allen was not very good his first couple. Very seasons. inaccurate. Very inaccurate. Not the greatest, but then he is like boom, cascaded. Constantly in the MVP conversation, uh, like the big thing with Buffalo and why they're why they are good, and he talked about how, you know, well Josh Allen didn't have that until you know a couple seasons into his tenure. It's very similar, and he mentioned Tom Brady. Tom Brady really didn't start picking up steam until '03. Maybe that's a Justin Herbert. Maybe Justin Herbert will, when he has more consistent coaching around him for a change, will actually start to go back up and start living up to those expectations and what we saw from his rookie season. I think he's worth it still. Just like how Joe or uh, Joe Burrow is clearly worth every penny. Joe Burrow is the last one on the list with the biggest contract cool. of anybody here. 275 for 5 years. That's an average of 52 and a half. Uh with that, so that's slightly more than. Uh, but mostly, than it's worth every penny because the Cincinnati Bengals never pay anybody. So it's good that the owner finally paid up on a quarterback because mm-hmm. you would think they never done it. So great, a quarterback who has now uh, missed an uncomfortable amount of time in yeah. his early NFL career. The amount of time he has sat out due to injury would make me nervous as a fan of the Bengals. Sure, compared also, to the, most of these other guys. Yeah. Let's move on. We're gonna what go you to got, my, Ian? we're gonna go to some rankings, but we're gonna do this a little differently. No string theory. I, oh my gosh, <laughs> no, no string theory for you there. No Kyle? string theory. I don't no. know what that was doing there. My microphone just fell. <laughs> we have we do have something uh, some blind rankings that Ian's gonna do for us. So we're gonna do. Here we go. I thought about it. I had some like uh, I had a couple different ideas running around. I thought about maybe doing a whole conversation, and as we kind of started going through I realized I don't really want to do this. Like a whole bunch of, like, let's go through the – because you have a lot of teams in the middle of the pack at 8 and 7 and 7 and 8. And I was like, oh, what if yeah. we kind of went through these different teams and we're talking about how – In the hunt. Like which teams we actually like would be, like, the scariest. But you know what? We've done a lot of, like, hard, heavy talk. And so we're going to play a game. Oh, okay. Oh, sweet. Whew. This game requires you to not look at your spreadsheets. Look at nothing. Can't look anything up. You got to use eyes. you got to use your brain power. Okay. Okay. We're going to do 3 games. Okay. You need to name the 5 teams that have teeth in their logos. Oh, so uh, can we just Panthers, shout them out? Panthers, Lions, Jaguars. Panthers, Lions, Jags. Buccaneers. Bucks. Patriots. Nope, not Pates. Uh, okay. think of those teeth. Panthers, Lions, Jags. Dolphins. Um, nope. Uh, you guys got four of them very quickly. Very I was quick. very okay. impressed by that. Rams? Nope. Vikings. <sighs> nope, Gosh, his mouth is closed. I hate this. I hate it. <laughs> Packers. Uh, <no. laughs> Browns. 
No. No, the, the elf doesn't. Uh, da, 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 da. Teeth. Teeth. <sighs> okay. Raiders. This, this is uh, Raiders. Raiders. His mouth is closed. This Frick. is. I'll Frick. give you a, a hint. hint. I'll give you a hint. Broncos. No, not the Broncos. Frick. The this logo is more recent. They knew. You would probably associate this team with their more traditional logo. Oh, that doesn't help me in my head. What the heck? Uh, who's got a new logo? I don't know if it's new. Commanders. I, no, Commanders. <laughs> I thought we were closing our eyes, but I just opened. <laughs> Stick on the. It's NFC side. I'll tell you that much. NFC side. Okay. Okay. Uh, Go through each team. Okay, I'm doing it. Bucks, Saints, Panthers. You already got the Panthers. You already got the Bucks. Bears? Bears. There it is. Damn. Wow. Good job. That logo, you normally associate it with the C. Yeah, you're right. But they have the bear now that they're using a lot more often. Right. Okay. Bears got got another one for us? I got two more. Okay. All right. Close your eyes, Kyle. Five teams with no logo on oh. their helmet. Mm. So Steelers. No, they got the Browns. Browns is correct. Okay, no logo. So not their logo. Bears. Uh, uh, technically, nope. they have the C and not the raw or bear. I mean, yeah, but. Oh, frick. Uh, shoot. You got the Browns. Gosh. But, dang. Turds. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Ravens? No, nope, they got the bird on there. Patriot. Uh, <laughs> why is it so hard? Teams, uh, is Vikings? Vikings is correct. Okay. They yes. got the horns. That's not their logo. They got the horns. Okay. Okay. That might uh, help. Cowboys you don't have Jerry Jones on their helmet. Uh, oh. <laughs> Titans. Uh, nope. They got Texans. No. Nah, nope. They got it. Gosh, I hate you. <laughs> Jacksonville. Oh, no, 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 no. No, they got the Jag on there. <laughs> Think Minnesota. Seahawks. No, they got the bird. Minnesota was a good guess because these other teams are very similar to what Minnesota does. I hate you. I did, that doesn't help me. Oh, I well, see. Think it's about just what like Minnesota, a, they, yeah, it's like a it's pattern a or something. It's a piece. Oh, the bolt? Are you talking about the bolt? No, the bolt is technically the, the Chargers. Frick. Uh, 49ers. Uh, Rams, the horns. The Rams, yep, the horns. Rams. Okay. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. I hate you, Kyle. Uh, Two more. Two Titans. more Titans. No, we already did Titans. They got the thumbtack on there. Turds. Two more Bengals. Duh, yeah, the stripes. Bengals. Bengals. Uh, uh, not the Cardinals. Give <laughs> <laughs> a short little Kyler Murray running. Yeah. <laughs> um, Call of Duty's coming out soon. I'm gonna say NFC. Really NFC. Okay. So everything's the NFC. You a hole. <laughs> Is it the Eagle Wings? Eagles. Okay. 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 Give us our last one. And now I'm pissed. I like the first one. Now I'm just angry. Four teams with alliterations as their names. Chargers. L.A. Chargers. Nope. They charge. Uh, oh. Um, Alliter- oh, alliteration. Sorry. Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars. hate you. Uh, hate. <laughs> I'm so glad I chose this. Yeah. Are you even trying? I'm th- yes, I'm <laughs> trying, you idiot. <laughs> Kyle said to close his eyes. He's been open the whole time. He's been looking at his computer. No, I'm not honest. Uh, let's see. Um, Kansas City Chiefs. 
you think because the Kansas City City, yeah, City Chiefs that's, that's it, one starts, suck it yeah it then Tampa K. Bay Buccaneers yeah, counts that doesn't count. see that counts <laughs> no it doesn't they're not true alliterations Bubba bullshit are you talking uh, about San Fran 49ers I, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. these are true alliterations okay okay Jacksonville Jags Tennessee Titans you okay. got one AFC team and one NFC team. Um, so that leaves up turn, a lot what? of people. Dang. Oh, frick. Ah. Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Dang Bills. Dang it. You, okay, okay. Viewers at home are also wondering. <laughs> I know. You guys have got this. Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seattle okay. Seahawks. That was fun. That was good. I love watching. You guys, guys have a little fantasy update for us, guys. That's the playoffs. Oh my god. Go Rick. I hope Rick wins. I got. He beat you. Yeah. <laughs> I got absolutely demolished. At one point, I was texting you guys updates. At one point, I was losing twenty to a hundred and forty. He overperformed massively, and he I had Amari Cooper who had a night of all nights. And I massively underperformed. I had several injuries that happened in games, so some of my guys didn't even finish. And then uh, now me and Kyle are playing for against each other for third place. Whoa, check it out. Let's oh, talk about are. Amari Cooper's game a little bit, by the way. We didn't mention anything about that. Amari Holy Cooper had 265 man. yards receiving. 211 of them came through the air. He didn't break off screens for 80 yards. He got open at the intermediate and deep levels, and Joe Flacco uncorked it. 211 yards receiving through the air is the most by any wide receiver or receiver since 2006. Ridiculous. That's an insane game. That was Crazy. Fun. Amari Cooper leaving the Cowboys to go to the Browns and have a terrible time until Flacco shows up. Who would have thought? Love it. Must watch game of the week. We talked a lot about it. Detroit, Dallas is a no-brainer. Yeah. This is Dolphins one. and Baltimore could be up there, though. That's a I, big So one. that was another game. You could pick either of those two. Both games have huge playoff implications. Who does San Fran play next week, by the way? Commanders. They're going to absolutely throttle them and take all their anger out from losing to the Ravens. Oh, God. You were saying about the Dolphins, so Ravens. Baltimore, Dolphins, that winner could decide the, the number one seed. One seed, yeah. Because whoever wins that game will have the tiebreaker over the other, and they basically will have it, uh, I th- which is why I think I think Baltimore is going to win, but I didn't, I didn't pick Baltimore. But Detroit-Dallas has pretty big implications for Detroit, especially because if they win, then they are still up for grabs for the number one seed. And that San Fran-LA game at the end of the year does not look like a uh, cakewalk anymore. Yeah, you're right. So this is a game that I think Detroit's like, we have got to win this because that – can you imagine, by the way? Can we just, like, speak this – can you imagine all roads going through Detroit in the playoffs? <laughs> Would you have said that? Would you have said that at the beginning of the year? Whoa. That's just, that's they got to beat Dallas. You're feeling it right now. Am I right? Oh, I'm one for – I'm a victim of circumstance right now. I've been plagued by being like a victim of like how fun this season is. No matter what happens, this has been a great season. 
It has I've loved every second of no it. No question about it. Two weeks ago, you sat in here and said, don't let people say, it's been 93, it's a good happen. season. Get your expectations higher, and now you're doing the exact I opposite. I fraud. I just, fraud. I just said I'm a victim of circumstance. You're a victim of being a fraud. I'm the a cows fan. are going to show up this I'm week. A fan. They're going to suit up Des Bryant, and you're going to go... <laughs> You are going to Peter just Pettigrew crawl is going to be back out there. Oh, Peter Pettigrew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's move to our last segment. We do a little pick em every week. Currently, I am 12 up on Ian. And Ian, oh, you're really hurting me with some of these picks. I went complete opposite <sighs> with you. I'm kind of I went opposite you last week just for fun, and it totally worked. I know, you guys I'm... gained two points on me last week. So <laughs> uh, let's move to our lock of the week team. We guarantee you a win. Uh, these will be pretty no explanation needed. I have Buffalo over New England. Uh, I think I chose Rams. Yeah, Rams over Giants. And then I Kyle. Niners over Commanders. Now, upset picks. These are the picks at Vegas. We think you're not 100% right on this one. Last week, Kyle picked New England to beat the Broncos. Good call by you, Kyle. Who do you got this week, Kyle? This week, I think the Raiders are going to upset the Colts. Okay, the Raiders are kind of hot right now, <laughs> especially that <laughs> passing game. Am I right? <laughs> Ian can't believe. First of all, Kansas City was my lock last week, which was a killer. Oh, I uh, oh. did not realize that oh. until I just looked at this document. Um, I know I just said that I like Baltimore in that game, but I'm taking Miami because if there's going to be an upset, I feel like that's a good likely candidate. And I got Detroit over the cows. I know, and I really wanted to take that. but Because mm, I was going to, like, just, I feel like, I feel like Dallas is probably more poised to win. They're 7-0 at home. It feels like a game they could win. But I don't know, man. I'm running high. Are Victor, you saying that's something we can keep an eye on? Something we can keep an eye on. Lions country. Do you guys have Let's any? Growl. Let's growl. Any other news that you guys want to talk about on the pod today before we uh, wrap things up, guys? This is the last episode of The Point After. It's been a good run. Thank you for listening, listeners. Kyle was really easily offended earlier. <laughs> I figured that's what the whole thing was about. I'm just kidding. Are we, uh, Everyone we be, is happy. We'll it's peace and harmony. We'll have to figure out when, we're, when the pod's dropping next week as well. With New Year's, it'll just be a kind of a, maybe a little wonky schedule. Just check your feeds. Uh, last thing we need to talk about football-wise Dolphins punter Jake Bailey was engaged to his uh, now fiance Bailey Nicole. Her name will now be Bailey Bailey. Was she actually taking his oh last my name? Gosh. Correct. And spelled the exact same way. BB. Anything else from you guys? No, that's no. it. It's like... Thanks for listening to the podcast. I'm going to move on to our story. You know, a teacher told a student have their parents go home and tell them a story with a moral in it. Little Johnny raised his hand and said, my mom and dad told me a story about morals last night. Teacher said, well, go ahead. Little Johnny said that it's a bird flying south for the winter. It was cold. The bird fell, froze, hit the ground in the fields. While he was laying there, a cow came by, pooped right on him. As the bird lied there in the pile of poop, he realized how warm he was. He laid in the warmth and started to feel happy and started singing. Just then a cat heard him came over to investigate. Following the sound, the cat discovered the bird covered in a pile of cow shit. He promptly dug him out and ate him alive. The teacher, horrified, stunned, asked little Johnny what the moral of the story was. He said, not everyone that shits on you is an enemy. Not everyone that gets you out of shit is your friend, but most importantly, when you're in deep shit, 
it's best to keep your mouth shut. Have a good week.